hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Humanity Hoops. Yes, the long-awaited trifecta. Now, people have been asking me, yo, where's the next Humanity Hoops episode? When are you, what are you doing? What are you, when are you working on it? It's been a process because I have a very special guest with me. Very smart, very knowledgeable, knows his shit. Hi, my name is Maya. Um, I run cross country with Vincent, and I would like to say that I'm probably his best friend. Um, yeah, that probably hurt a couple of people's feelings out there, but I think I definitely am. Well, maybe as far as girls, but yeah, I'm super. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm definitely just screwing up relationships for him on accident. Um, I'm super excited to be here. Super happy to be here. I've definitely been on his ass about bringing me on this podcast. Um. I've always wanted to start a podcast, and now I get to be on his. She's a very passionate girl. She's picked topics that relate to her. She's calling the new abortion law the war on women. So conservatives, watch out, because Miss Maya Gantz is coming for your ass, too. So we'll get into that. We'll get into more personal issues that affect high school students. Again, it's kind of what we're all about. We'll talk about time management. We'll talk about high school relationships, and we will talk about how fitting in can actually help, like at least trying to fit in with you know the general public of high school can actually help, but it will hurt a lot too. It'll hurt you in the long run for you know your 40s, your 50s, when your childhood and how you grew up actually starts to influence you the most. So let's go ahead and get started with the Texas abortion law. Now, you know what's better than a woman giving her opinion on abortion? is a straight white man giving everything in his heart on abortion. No, I am kidding. I don't give two fucks. I give two fucks, but those are not my two fucks to give. So I will just introduce this new law and let Maya take the rest away. So for starters, under this Senate Bill 8, Abortions are banned after six weeks, for the most part. Um, what else do we have? You can sue anyone who has provided an abortion, assisted in it, aided it, for, and receive a minimum reward of $10,000. So, bounty hunting. The overturning of Roe v. Wade in the state of Texas. That's like the simplest way to put it. Roe v. Wade is not law anymore in Texas. That's all I really have. As in terms of opinion, you know, I'm never going, well, I take that back. I probably will have an experience. There is a chance I will have an experience with an abortion. But if you want the full passionate opinion, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Maya Gantz. Honestly, first off, I want to ask Vincent why he thinks he'll have an experience with this abortion law. That's an issue for his listeners to even know about. Like, I'm sorry, excuse me? I'm just saying, it's a possibility. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever met Vincent, or if you haven't, apparently he's like some lady charmer that he thinks he's going to need to use an abortion. Um, Wow. (laughs) But as far as, like, opinions on the new abortion law in Texas, obviously we both live in Texas. Hopefully I'll never have to experience it, but chances are some female at one point or another will obviously have to go through this. Um, I think I'm probably... Mm, I don't think I'm like as far liberal as you could be, but I'm pretty liberal. 
I'm very liberal for Texas. Um, I'm definitely not a person who thinks that Texas should be or ever was a country. Um, as like a cross country team, we always joke about that and the whole like Texas is a country. But um, back to like the abortion law, yeah, I'm completely and utterly against it. Like, I mean, what's what's the point of Roe v. Wade then? Like, I'm sorry, like, are we our own country now? Like, why are we overturning a whole, like, a giant case that happened a while ago? Like, it's just, like, one of the biggest, like, Supreme Court cases ever. And, like, Texas just completely forgot about it. Greg Abbott, I absolutely hate you. Like, genuinely. So, what's the biggest anti-abortion argument you hear? Ooh. Um, definitely pro-lifers are just like, oh my god, like, they're alive. Like, this is literally alive. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They're like a bean. <laughs> that was so unprofessional but literally like i'm sorry like they're not alive they don't have a heartbeat which is why it's called the heartbeat bill they're like as soon as they have a heartbeat detected like they're just that's it you can't get an abortion and i'm like i'm sorry but most people don't even know they have a baby like they don't even know they're pregnant and while there are some exceptions to it like i've definitely seen exceptions to it to the whole six weeks thing where they do find out before six weeks like the majority of women don't know nor do they care to know like if you're getting an abortion that obviously means that you are not planning on having a kid like you are not planning this pregnancy so you would not be testing and taking pre like taking a pregnancy test like every day after the fact of conceiving which is what, like, the law expects. Like, they're like, oh, well, you should know. And I'm like, no, if you're getting an abortion in the first place, you're not wanting this kid, so you're not going to test because you don't think that you're going to be pregnant. What's the ladies latest you think a woman can get an abortion? Probably. Okay, well, obviously, third trimester is off limits. Like, obviously, they're, like, they're like they're a baby at that point. Um, I would say, like, first trimester, because I feel like second trimester, you're still, like, a, like you're definitely going to get attached to this baby. It'd have to be somewhere in the first trimester. Like, there's no way after that. The majority of people in Texas, like, your friends agree with you, right? Absolutely not. Really? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, talk about that. <laughs> um, I think, um, I'm trying to think of, like, all my friends, and maybe, like, a third of my friends or maybe half somewhere in between that are um liberal but I think like the majority of my friends are conservative so I'd say one third liberal two thirds conservative it's pretty hard to find liberal people in Texas it's probably harder like in like east Texas like the more like country places but as far as like Cyprus and like Houston area it's not too bad but majority of my friends are conservative and when I say conservative I mean so conservative like voting for trump like and still support him like i don't care if he voted for trump the first election but most people like corrected their mistake the second and they're like i don't know why i voted for trump like he's literally a shit show which he was in my opinion but like the people that like when i say conservative like they don't even realize their mistake and they still are like trump 2020 or they're like the firm believers of how the election was rigged and how he won the election which is absolutely insane like i don't know he's like a giant baby <laughs> <laughs> no you walk through norchester you walk through any neighborhood you still see trump 2020 flags it is september 11th 2021 the release of jay-z's <laughs> album the rulers or the blueprint sorry and uh kanye west's album graduation nothing else important happened on this <laughs> don't cancel him please don't cancel me on my own podcast um actually surprise guys it's actually my podcast now <laughs> oh my god Maya, I, 
We'll see if she can handle five minutes of talking first before she wants her own ASMR podcast. That was a joke, but I do want a podcast, but I don't know what it'd be over. I don't know. I'm definitely not politics because my only, my political stance is liberal, but not like within like the personal freedom. Like I feel like liberals today are very like personal freedom, liberal, liberals. And then like the conservatives are just like freedom for business versus liberals, freedom for people. I'm not like that liberal. I just, I think, I don't know. I feel like everybody knows what's right. Well, actually, I guess not because then we wouldn't have this argument. Everybody would be in agreement, but yeah, I'm just very like, I don't know how to put it. I know like, obviously this abortion law is inhumane. I feel like, you know, like the limit, you know, like what personal freedoms we should have. And I'm not trying to push the boundaries saying like, we should have like complete and utter freedom because obviously that wouldn't completely work. You have to have like some laws. Um, but yeah, to an extent, I'm very liberal. I don't think I'm conservative, like even 1%. Um, I don't think so. I'm conservative, like 20, 30%. I think that's the limit as far as that goes. Cause y- y'all motherfuckers be wildin'. Yeah, like gun laws. That's insane. That's literally insane. Like, I'm sorry. We have so many school shootings. And for what? I should not be scared to, like, be annoyed by some white kid in the hallway. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm actually scared of, like, like, white people now. (laughs) Because I feel like they're going to shoot up the school. It's so terrifying. Good thing I'm Italian, though. So we don't got to worry about these stereotypes. (laughs) No, yeah, that was so stereotypical. But, I mean, like, Everybody knows, like, school shooters, you know, you know the stereotype, and I'm genuinely terrified of them. Like, when I see the stereotype of a school shooter in the hallway, I, like, don't look at them, and I try and be very nice because I'm so scared of school shootings, which I shouldn't even be a worry. Like, like we should not have to practice those drills, but sadly, we do because we live in America where people think that you should be able to carry a gun in school, and, like, that's okay. Like, no, like, that should not be your form of self-defense, but also... Like, I don't know. Like, no. Gun control needs to go up so much. Like, for example, like, with school shooters and stuff like that, I feel like it's just, like, one-upping somebody. So, like, for example, I guess if Vincent brought a gun to school, I would suddenly want a gun because I'd want to protect myself from that gun that he has. Then the next person would want a gun to one-up me and to protect themselves. So it's always going to be, like, an endless cycle of one-upping until the government just, like, stops it and like puts an end to it which might start with that and like what whatever it is i feel like it just needs to start like the gun control just needs to start at some point i honestly don't care what the policy is with like to i don't want to say to an extent again but yes to an extent because it can't be like some outrageous policy that where it's just like like everybody give me your guns right now like obviously nobody's gonna go for that but like some like civil law that slowly integrates gun control um would definitely work and it needs to happen like, now, because school shootings aren't coming to an end, and neither are, like, just public shootings. Like, everybody's getting more and more comfortable pulling the trigger of a gun, which should not be normalized. Is there a politician in Texas or just the U.S. in general that you think would be good for these issues? Um, I know it's, like, typical, but, like, AOC, she's a huge, like, civil activist, though, but I, like, she just talks more on, like, the abortion laws and, like, more stuff that affect, like, civil rights and like in a day-to-day life um but i think that gun control would definitely be her like forte um because she is focusing on the lives of people like from day to day which gun control definitely affects people day to day like how people are allowed to like to have guns like um a concealed carry 
like my my sister's boyfriend has a concealed carry while i do feel comfortable with him i'm sure if he walks around like his college with a gun on his hip no people certain people are not going to feel safe walking next to him which isn't okay like i like yeah so i would probably say aoc because she works on everything day to day i'm done with that answer i appreciate that aoc well i don't agree with a lot of her policies she's very organized she actually cares and that's not something you can take for granted in congress you know you have a bunch of 80 year olds doing jack shit getting their paycheck and moving on with their life I'm going to ask one more political question and then cut it. What is your, like, boldest opinion on current President Joe Biden? My boldest opinion? I feel like like my boldest opinion on President Joe Biden isn't even on Joe Biden. It's more so on the fact that he's not Bernie Sanders. Oh, we got a Bernie supporter in the house. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll leave it at that. We will let you make assumptions about how liberal she is and all that fun stuff but let's let's take it a little more casual now we have more casual topics that we can all relate to such as high school relationships trying to fit in and now the one we're going to talk about time management now i couldn't have brought in anyone worse (laughs) than miss maya Gantz, but i guess you could call us a case study because she, she told me she has absolutely zero alone time during the school year. Now, tell me about that. Why do you have zero alone time? Okay, I'm going to break down my schedule for you guys. Um, Vincent knows the amount of, I think the amount of, like, times that I've asked him, like, the same question repeated over and over again about, like, my schedule is just, like, a painful amount. Like, he's definitely, like, the Yoda to me about like my schedule and like my time management because it's so poor but my schedule is so I have cross country in the morning and cross country practice starts at 6 15 a.m which honestly isn't too bad I really can't complain about that because I feel like most schools start at so much earlier like sometime in the 5 a.m somewhere in that range um so I feel like 6 15 is definitely generous amount of time as far as sleep um but then after practice I so I'm supposed to have late arrival but I am doing cross country instead. So I am doubling up on my sports periods. I have cross country first period and then I have soccer seventh. So I have two athletic periods within the school day. And then I have every single class is a dual credit class, which is college. If you're not in a state or if you go to private school, then I guess you don't know what DC is, but it's like an equivalent to AP and every school has AP. So all my classes are DC. Um, so I have, like, an insane workload as well, um, and my, like, the rigor of my courses are pretty high, but, like, nothing I can't handle because I'm still pushing through, (laughs) um, and then after school, I have soccer for high school, and then I go home, practice after school ends at four, so then I go home, and then I have to leave at six for practice, um, yeah, and then I get home at, like, 10 30 11 11 if I like stop to get food somewhere like fast but usually like 10 30 to 11 is when I get home which is literally insane yeah I like don't know how to even put that and then I wake up and I repeat every day until the weekend which is Saturday I have a cross-country meet and Sunday I have a soccer game it's a fun schedule that's like six hours of sleep max like you may not like Maya 
for a good reason. <laughs> but it's a bad reason if you don't like me. Right, right, right. But you have to respect her. That's a schedule most of us couldn't handle. We don't all have that work ethic. I know most of my listeners don't have that work ethic. Because if you're friends with me and I don't have that work ethic, you probably don't either. It takes a certain dedication to get a work ethic. But at the same time, even the biggest geniuses ever all went insane at some point in their lives. Everyone who had fame, who had a huge-ass schedule, they slowly go insane. Now, I'm not doing this to tell you that Maya's going insane, but wink, wink, nod, nod. (laughs) My main point here is that alone time is necessary, and Maya told me she spends a lot of her time alone in the summer. I'm here to stress the importance of alone time. Now, Maya, what do you do in that alone time? I don't even know how to, like, explain it, but, like, I feel like my alone time is... Okay, to me, it's so essential. Like, I crave alone time on a daily basis. Like, I do go to a lot of, like, social events as far as, like, football games and hanging out with friends and, like, participating in team bonding, but, like, I always wish I was just, like, at home doing my own thing. Like, I feel like a good representation of, like, alone time is, like, something that we can all relate to is, like, when you're in the kitchen and you're, like making yourself food and you might be so like for me I'm usually watching something on my laptop and then like somebody walks in the kitchen like and then you just feel like they ruined your alone time like whether it be like somebody like everybody's home and it's like half-ass alone time but like I always feel like that's my alone time and then somebody walks in and then I get so annoyed like I'm like uh well there goes my alone time but I feel like that's like a good representation of like like how how exciting and like I don't know how much I love alone time, but, like, I don't know. In my alone time, I feel like I'm always listening to a podcast. Like, actually, like, whether it be, like, I'm cleaning my room or painting my nails or something. Like, I'm always, I always have my AirPods in. I'm listening to music or a podcast, mainly a podcast, though. I just like hearing people talk. It's so, like, soothing to me and relaxing because I feel like I always have so much going on. So, I'm always stressing, especially, like, with college applications. I love podcasts. It's just, like music to my ears (laughs) isn't that sweet is there a certain podcast you would rank number one oh my gosh yes call her daddy oh that's not the answer i was going for yes i honestly listen to dave portnoy a lot though like barstool sports i know who that is yeah i'm a big fan of listening to dave portnoy um bffs with like josh richards and dave portnoy is actually pretty good i highly recommend it i feel like most people kind of like Cancel that pretty fast because it's Josh Richards and, like, oh, my God, it's a TikToker. But Dave Portnoy is, like, he knows his shit. Like, he's actually pretty interesting to talk about. And I really do enjoy talking, like, not talking to him. I wish I could. Um, listening to him. But, yeah, for sure, call her daddy. It's just so interesting. And, like, I don't know. I, I really, I very thoroughly enjoy it. Like, when I'm in ceramics, like, making pottery and stuff, I'm always listening to call her daddy. And it's so funny, too, because it's, like, call her daddy's, like, not the cleanest of podcasts <laughs> and so it's like talking about like sex and stuff and then like all around me i'm just in like public school and seeing like these freshmen like making pottery but it's so interesting i love it so much so like i think everybody should give it a try whether you're a guy or a girl because if you're a guy i guess there's some helpful tips <laughs> and if you're a girl it's just interesting to hear their stories and like you can live vicariously through alex 
I don't know. It just seems so douchey, but like at the same time. Oh yeah, it's douchey. It's a thousand percent douchey, but it's not me who's the douche. Like it's it's fun listening <laughs> to somebody else right, be douchey. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, have you ever slept eight hours a day in your life? It's on my phone for like the sleep setting. Like that's my goal, but I don't think I ever have. Um, actually though, yes, yes, I did. Thursday to Friday night. So Thursday night, um. I took it. I fell asleep at like eight because I had my senior pictures. So I had like so as soon as my senior pictures were over, I washed my face to take off all the makeup, and then I went straight to take a nap. And then I set my alarm, and I didn't wake up to it. And so then I didn't have anything ready, and I was late to practice. Um, so yeah, I got eleven hours of sleep that day. Jesus Christ! Okay. <laughs> I slept through the day. It was so fun. I loved it. Back in elementary school, when you could sleep as much as you want, you didn't have anything to do. Oh my god, yeah. Those were the days. But... That was so nice. I just miss having your parents like pack snacks for you. I feel like that's the, that's the biggest thing because I love food. Shit, my mom still does that. <laughs> I wish. I wish so bad. I literally have, like, no time. But she does give me vitamins. Like, she literally puts them on the table for me and, like, gives me water to drink it. So, I don't know. She does plenty for me. And she also pays for my club soccer, which is college tuition amount. So That perfect. That's going to transition right into a topic I was... I for, almost forgot about, but... Independence in high school. How important do you think independence is as, like, a senior? Insanely independent. Insane. Wait. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I promise I'm smart. I got, I got a 1520 on my SAT. I'm not stupid. But, yes, it's so important. Um, because, like, mm, I don't know. I personally, mom, don't kill me. I think that they give me... Yes, they give me enough space to grow on my own and be independent, but enough isn't always the amount that you want. I don't want the minimum. I want the, like, I I don't want the maximum either, but I don't want the minimum. Like, I wish there was a fine line in between, because right now they're kind of bordering on the minimum. They give me, like, enough space and independence, but I feel like after a while, I'm definitely going to, I might start to resent them as far as, like, holding me in as much and, like, like, okay, I am being a thousand percent honest, and I feel like majority of people are gonna be like, there's no way she's being for real, but I am a senior in high school. I just turned 17, so yes, I'm a baby, but I'm a senior in high school, and I have never in my life had a sip of alcohol. Ever. Yeah, so, like, that's just, like, that's, like, an easy measure of, like, how much independence I really have, because they've never, like, allowed me to even, like, have the chance to even be offered a sip of alcohol, because I'm sure if I did, I'm sure I would jump at the chance. You hear that, Mom? Maya wants alcohol. She wants it now. <laughs> Has there been any specific drink you've been like, I want that? A pina colada. A thousand percent. Like, for my 18th birthday, I have already bought my ticket to Cancun with my sister, and we're going on a sister trip um, for my 18th birthday so I can have a pina colada um, as soon as I wake up. That's pretty dope. I'm very looking forward to it. But yeah, independence is super important, and I wish I did have more. Because I feel like the people that do have independence completely thrive in high school was in the social aspect. In the social aspect, for sure. Because I feel like the more independence you have, the more you slack on what's actually important and you lose focus of, like, what you have. Because you're more so, like, head high on, like, holy shit, my parents aren't parenting me, 
so I can do whatever the hell I want, which is not school. I'm sorry, but like if the whatever what you want to do is never going to be schoolwork. Um, so it's always social events. So it does come at a price, but I feel like independence is better than none. So yeah. A lot of people have different definitions of maturity. I asked this on my story. I got some uh, quite interesting responses. I think Maya said she was the definition of maturity. <laughs> uh, I would have to disagree with that, but that's for another time. Jeremiah, if you're listening, I love you. You're the sexiest man alive. If you also don't know who Jeremiah is, he is a sophomore. Yeah, he's a sophomore at Side Creek. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's our high school. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> She's ruining this whole thing. Oops. Um, and he runs cross country with us. And he's literally the most immature human I have ever met in my life. Like, he surpasses freshmen. He surpasses fifth graders on the level of immaturity. But I love him so much. So, if Vincent's opinion is that you have to be mature, you don't have to be mature. I love immature people so much. because pro- Probably because we're very similar. I think I'm very mature. But... Well, I'm about to ask, like, what is your definition of maturity? Because, like, certain people think, oh, she, like, this person can do all these things. They have the freedom. Some people think it's, like, about the mind, how much you know. Yeah, I definitely think it's more of, like, a mentality thing. Because I think that most, in my opinion, the definition of maturity would be somebody who's able to control it. Because, like, I'm definitely a very immature person the majority of the time. But I, it's like a flip that I can... You know, it's not like it's just like something that I can switch on and off. Like when I when I have to be mature or when I should be mature, I know that and I can recognize that. So I feel like it's something that it's like yeah, I'd definitely be like a mental thing. Like it's a mentality that you have to have. Like somebody who's able to recognize when you should be mature and when you should not, or like when you don't have to be and when you do have to be. I feel like that's a good definition of it. Somebody who can recognize that. Do you have a role model that you look up to for maturity? Oh my god, for maturity, um. Oof, I don't know. For context, my dad is probably the equivalent to Michael Scott. Like, literally. Like, I don't mean it in like, oh, like, he just jokes around like him. Like, if my dad worked at a paper shells company, that would be him. Like, that would literally be him. So, I don't know. I, def- I don't think anybody in my household is, like, an example for maturity. Um, Probably on, the, on my mom's side of the family, my aunt. Um, my aunt is like 50 something. I think she's 55. She owns her own company. She's not married. She doesn't have kids. She's completely independent and is so happy with it. Like she loves her life and she like is doing her own thing. She's super fit because she has all the time in the world to work out and like run. She plays sand volleyball and like she's just so mature and like she knows when she needs to be professional and everything and that's how she got to be so successful in my opinion. Oh, good for her. (laughs) That goes along with independence. Fitting in goes along with independence. Because a lot of people think, oh, they see some independent seniors. And maybe like as sophomores, like, oh, I can do that. I'm a fit in. And it just looks so weird. It looks so off because their brain isn't fully developed yet. So you've obviously lived your high school career almost. Talk about the importance of fitting in and maybe give an example of a time you tried to fit in. Um, I don't, I don't think I'm going to stress like fitting in is necessary. It's definitely the easier route to go. 
um, with the amount of people that get, like, jumped in high school is kind of absurd. If you're, like, if you're too weird, if you're, if you're somewhat on the weird spectrum, yeah, you'll have a target on your back for being bullied or anything, which is, like, so sad that that's even the case. Like, I feel like you shouldn't have to worry about what people think at all, but that's just the world we live in, and so, like, gotta deal with the cards you're dealt. Um, but, like, fitting in shouldn't, I don't think it should be that stressed, um, like I said, it's just gonna make things easier if you fit in, but once you do decide to make that change and you're like, okay, I don't have any friends or, like, I don't have the friends that I want to have, um, I'm gonna try and be more like the people that I want to be friends with and you start changing to try and fit in, it's gonna come at a cost, um, and, like, yeah, you're gonna start losing yourself and you're just gonna, like, one day not recognize yourself anymore and, like, you'll look back at the pictures and be like, oh my god, like, look at how weird I was and, like, I don't know, it just... It just depends if you want to pay that price, unless you want to change for the better. Like, obviously, changing for the better is something that is, I guess, amazing, <laughs> like, obviously, but don't change unless, like, you want to, which is what, like, the whole, like, fitting in thing is. Like, don't trust, try and fit in because of, like, peer pressure. I think I definitely did that. I think I tried fitting in because I, like, I was like, oh my god, like, I, it's high school, like, I'm, I don't want to be alone, like, I don't want to sit in the restroom at lunch, which is so misleading, like, I don't know anybody that does that, I do know people that go in the restrooms to vape, but I don't know anybody that sits in the restrooms at lunch, so that was super misleading, but yeah, I definitely tried fitting in and forcing myself, what about you, Vincent? Coming into freshman year, I didn't know who I was, I didn't really fit in, I didn't have an identity, I think identity is a main focus of this topic. I never really found my identity till this year, actually, because for the past three years, I've had so many different interests, so many different friends. Um, freshman year was like a dark time for me. I got home every day, the same mood, just like blank face, very nothing could excite me, I think is the word, like not even my friends. So I didn't, I didn't really care to fit in because what am I going to fit into? I'm my own person. And around junior year, I was like, okay, I'll fit in a little bit. I will change myself just a bit. I'll refine myself because obviously I didn't grow up with, I guess, mainstream people, I guess is the word. So I didn't know a lot of things. I didn't know a lot of social norms. And wanting to fit in just a little is fine. It actually helps you. It helped me a lot to become the man I am today, but purposely trying to fit in in order to get the attention of others, in order to get that extra spot at the lunch table, that's not going to help. Fitting in is only good when you're seeking personal progress, and that's what helped me this year. I now have the right friends, um, except for my, I'm trying to get uh rid of her. Actually, I'm what transformed him. Like, I'm literally the reason why he has so many friends. Then I yes he actually became my friend well no i yes wait no i don't know it's a mutual friendship this shit started like a month ago by the way but i'm now his best friend that now i can't get rid of it, like a fucking tick <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's like i like i have the right people around me because they all want to see me grow and i want to see them grow so fitting in just a little that's okay like there's no blank rules for this like you can't think about you can't talk about fitting in like a tweet like not everything about life fits in a tweet so you have to make your own rules as they go 
Um, so yeah, trying to fit in did actually help me. But that's because I went about it in a more mature, processed way. So I think my last question to you, Maya, would be... Um, could you please get off your fucking snap? No, I'm kidding, <laughs> kidding. My last question to you would be... What is your identity? Like, when... If I'm... If I didn't know you at all, and I talked to you for like five minutes, or I, even I just walked past you, what would I gain from those five minutes? would you gain? Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so... From knowing me, if you, like, knew me for, like, maybe a day or, like, a week or something. Or just, like, I guess any amount of time. I have been told um, that I have a great academic influence on people. I make people greater as far as their academia. Um, um, Like, the people that I'm friends with and stuff. Like, I love to help them get good grades. And I definitely push them academically um, to be more successful. My parents... We're both teachers at some point. My mom still is one. My dad is not anymore. But they were both teachers. So I definitely grew up with a big influence on just like school and education. So like that's just my influence on other people is always like, um, for example, like my past boyfriends, their mothers have thanked me numerous times. Even after we broke up, they have thanked me and one has begged me, (laughs) which I'm not saying who, um, to continue to help their child with like like their son um in academia and like in school in education and like helping them continue to get better grades because whenever I would date them they would magically get better grades and not be not be getting C's all the time um and like I would push SAT studying and all that stuff um so I would definitely say like just like making them better in education and like their grades and stuff um, that's my influence on people, but as far as, like, if you just, like, passed by me in the hallway and, like, saw me, apparently my influence on people is bitchy. (laughs) I've been told numerous times that my resting bitch face is so bad and so severe that I am, like, I've been told that I'm intimidating, but also some people say I don't look intimidating, I just look mean and, like, mad all the time, but I'm not. My face is just like that change your face get surgery apparently but i don't even care it's not that big a deal i've definitely turned off the switch on caring what people think oh preach (laughs) period (laughs) you know i think we'll end it with that that's you've heard maya's thoughts on a lot of things i would like to know what y'all think about our first guest if you want someone more like her if you want to get the fuck out of this type of person get someone more reasonable uh let me know because i've promised a guest spot to many people uh it's a probably a bad thing but we'll see how this goes so jeremiah if you're listening you'll probably be next um see if you can follow in Maya's footsteps but that'll wrap up our show for today thank you so much for listening Uh, Stay tuned for episode four. Please, if you're interested in getting on an episode, being interviewed, whatever, let me know. I am interested in interviewing everyone of every, you know, background, every personality, every type of knowledge. I want to hear stories. 
uh, more than just my friends. I want to hear stories from everyone. So let me know. Hit me up. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for episode three. Uh, take care of yourself and each other. Peace.